Hello and welcome to the Marysville Church of Christ podcast. This is Heritage, and my name is Bishop. I'll be the host today. Tensions might have been at an all-time high. The Jews and the Romans never really did get along. But after the death of the Emperor Trajan, the Jews saw an opportunity to begin to reassert themselves. The new emperor that was on his way, Hadrian, was not nearly the military genius that Trajan was. And they saw what they thought to be a cut in the armor, an opportunity for them to strike. Enter in a very charismatic man, a man who believed himself a chosen one, a messiah, someone who could lead the Jews to relevance again, freeing themselves from the oppression of the Romans. Simon Bar Kokhba, a man who would live in infamy. When Hadrian first began his rule, there was, there was rumblings that there was a rebellion brewing in Judea. But Hadrian, trying to reassert control over Rome after the death of Trajan, desperately attempting to try to piece together the empire and make sure it held together in a time of transition, had very little interest in rumors and gossip. I mean, why worry about those things when there are actual armies marching in from the east and from the west and from the north? Years went by before Hadrian ever really could address it. And in the year 132, he was too late. Simon Bar Kokhba began a series of attacks against the Roman garrisons all throughout Jerusalem and Judea until eventually they were able to fight off and caused the Romans to retreat, creating an independent state for the first time in centuries for the Jews. Many of the Jews began to come to the aid of Simon Bar Kokhba, believing that he is the Messiah. I mean, he was able to reinstate Jerusalem, the holy city. But there was one group of people during this time, a a group of people who fought against the violence, who stood against the methods and tactics of Simon Bar Kokhba, A group of people who actually helped the Romans, even hiding them in their homes, feeding them, and allowing them to escape at night. These people were called the Christians. To the wider Roman world, they didn't really understand, an average Roman at least, the difference between a Christian and a Jew. I mean, they both served the same God. They both had some similar customs, and they both had a very stringent and similar sense of morality there really wasn't much understood about the difference. Christianity, many believed, was just a new, modern, progressive view on classic Judaism. How wrong they were, and how important this war, the Bar Kokhba Revolution, was to showing the world who Christians truly were. After the initial attacks on 132, Simon Bar Kokhba's began to spread all the way throughout uh, Galilee and then Judea, working and conquering place after place after place, even being able to repel Roman armies coming in from Syria, from Egypt, and from Arabia. Time and time again, he won against outlandish odds. It seemed that God truly was with him. That was until he wasn't. Six legions came. Six full legions came with another six behind them. 
thousands and thousands and thousands of the world's greatest trained soldiers descended upon Jerusalem, descended upon the land of Yahweh and the home of the Jews. And it wasn't long. It wasn't long before Roman garrisons were taken back and the Jews driven out. It wasn't long until they were holed up inside of a mountain fortress, preparing for their last stand, knowing that they were all going to die. It wasn't long before the Sanhedrin that once touted Simon bar Kokhba as the Messiah rejected him, even going so far as to try to kill him, maybe effectively, to stop the war from happening. Division, divisiveness, destruction, and death. That was in the region of Galilee and Judea and in Jerusalem. And yet throughout this time, the Christians refused to flee. Everyone else did. The Romans in Jerusalem fled. Many people tried to escape the Bar Kokhba regime, knowing that it meant certain death if this tyrannical ruler really did lead an independent Jewish state. During this time, the Jews would crucify, stone, and kill Romans that were left in Jerusalem. Kids, women, innocent men, and merchants, they all died at the hands of the angry Jews. And Christians were no better off. In fact, in many places, Christians were the targeted people that they were looking to kill. These Christians stood as blasphemous idolaters, worshiping this Jesus instead of Yahweh. And yet the Christians, they didn't flee. They didn't run. They stayed and they helped. They helped heal, feed, and care for people regardless of what side of the war they were on. Often after a city would be set aflame, most people would run out. The Christians were running in. The Christians were running in to heal and help and help people escape whatever they could do. Money was being given in large amounts by the Jerusalem church and to the Jerusalem church to nearby areas, Romans and Jews alike, to try to stop the fighting and bring peace to the region. Many people talk about the Bar Kokhba revolution because it ended with some truly remarkable casualties. 580,000 people, according to Cassius Dio. 580,000 Jews, more specifically. But that doesn't incorporate the tens of thousands of Christians that were killed as a result. Because when the Romans came in, they did not identify the difference between Jews and Christians. They killed them all. And likewise, the Jews specifically targeted the Christians. And yet what was amazing is the compassion and love that the Christians had, even in the face of this double persecution. The way that they stayed true to who they were, even in the face of certain death. And Christianity began to actually flourish in the region, as many people took note and began to follow. The lives of the Romans that the Christians helped save and then allowed them to escape at night. The lives of the Jews that they fed and housed and even cared for when they were injured in the war those people would later on confess Christ, bringing Christianity throughout new parts of the world. But in the face of all this, Emperor Hadrian was left with an interesting dilemma. After exterminating many of the Jews in the region and retaliating with force, he began to turn his sights on the Christians, believing them to be an equal threat. And yet one man, one man stood before the emperor. In the face of the bloodshed and the division in the war, a man named Quadratus. He was from Athens. 
And every other Christian tried to hide, and they were trying to avoid any chance that they could be killed by this emperor. This emperor who was out for blood and angry at the destruction of his country. And yet it was Quadratus who walked towards him. This man, a young man in his mid-twenties, wrote an apology. Not an I'm sorry apology, but a defense of Christianity. He wrote it, and he began to deliver it to different people, governors, regents, until eventually one of his letters made it all the way to Hadrian himself. And as Hadrian was deciding what to do with the Jew, with the Christians who he believed to be just Jews, he found himself at a crossroads. Night and day, it says that Hadrian was waiting his decisions. Do I exterminate the Christians as well, or do I let them be? And it was, in fact, Quadratus' letter that changed his mind. The pen of a man in his 20s, despite the fact that there was a war, destruction, hatred, and racism all around, it was him and his love for Jesus. It was him and the story he told of a carpenter's son who in peace chose to die instead of kill. It was him who reminded the emperor of the Christians and their care for both sides during the war. And it was his words and bravery that saved the Christians from another era of persecution. Quadratus stood as a mountain to the early church because there were many graves that weren't filled because of his pen and his courage. Despite the fact that this put him on edge and he was tried, many people tried to kill him. He was almost assassinated several times. He stood for Jesus. And he stood for life, regardless of who it was. Today, our heritage is shaped by a pen who wrote in a time of bloodshed. Words spoken in a time of calamity. And graves left empty because of bravery. Our heritage is changed by this man. This young 20-something man who stood in the face of racism, war, and desolation and change the world.